your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Thomas Welch here with Leah once again. She's going to give her L of the week, but we're also going to go over the blues 5-4 to four, thrilling victory over the Minnesota Wild in overtime behind a brilliant effort by Ryan O'Reilly to get the game winner. The Seattle expansion team was also uh, just announced today that they are confirmed going to be in the league. It's official, all that jazz. So we're going to get into a little bit of expansion talk as well. And like I said, we're going to round out the episode with Leah's L of the Week. But before we get into that, I do want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store or the Android App Store. They have a beta out. And find one of our Locked On Rooms, Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. All right, Leah. So recapping the game against the Minnesota Wild. A lot of things to like about the game. I think the first two periods were very stout from the St. Louis Blues. Uh, the third period got a little bit dicey. Not going to lie. Let up three goals. They got right back into it. They scored a goal on us with a minute left in the game and a, and a brutal turnover by Zach Sanford, who we'll get into that talk as well. Uh, but what did you what did you like from this Blues team in, in the last game, and what did you not like from this team? I don't like the fact that we had we had them up we were up three to nothing right and we still got it to overtime why that shouldn't have happened I mean third period you can't go in and be like huh I don't feel like it I mean the wild were all over us in that third period we looked good our power plays good we're actually scoring goals. I remember when I would sit here and watch the games and be like, um, puck in the net, go in the net. Hello, where are you, where are you going? I mean, the game was good, but the ending was not. And thank God for Ryan O'Reilly. Shout out to the Always King. Always thank God for Ryan for... O'Reilly. <laughs> Always thank God for Ryan O'Reilly. That that overtime goal was beautiful. Chef's yeah, if you're in the Minnesota Wild and Ryan O'Reilly's got the puck on his stick in overtime, at this point you just got to be shaking in your boots, but... Uh, was that Matt Dumba that like looked like he ran out of gas? I think so. I think it time. was Matt Dumba. Yeah. Poor dude. But I mean, you said it best. Rhino Rally put the team on his back once again. Uh, it seems like just yesterday or like a week ago, he was sitting uh, with 12 goals on the season. He now is 22. That number has spiked up 10. Uh, Often assist by Jordan Cairo, who had an assist earlier in the game too, to Marco Scandella. He had a fantastic night. He's up to 19 assists on the season uh, just a lot of things to love from this team Sammy Blay started off the scoring little playoff warrior we talked about that uh, on the podcast a couple episodes before but I think Sammy Blay is a player that has been hot lately and getting him hot at the right time going into the playoffs he really is uh, one of those players that can bring the physicality and also bring the speed and skill uh, which is crucial in a lot of matchups in the playoffs because those are basically the two archetypes of teams that you have. You got a team like Colorado that plays with a lot of skill. You got a team like Vegas that plays with a lot of skill and physicality. So you're going to need a player like Sammy Blade to step up. But Tyler Bozak with the shorthanded goal. How about that? That unreal. was absolutely unreal. I don't think I can't even remember the last time the Blues had a shorthanded goal, especially this season. So it, it feels like a rare unicorn. It barely ever happens. But uh, that was promising to see. But 
overall, great performance. Billy Huso felt like stood on his head uh, for the majority of the night and going into the playoffs. Yeah, it's like everyone's getting hot at the right time. And I think Ryan O'Reilly said after the game, like, don't sleep on this team because they're going to be absolutely dangerous moving forward and towards the end of the season and into the playoffs. So uh, if Ryan O'Reilly says it, I believe it. Here's that quote. We're trying to get into the playoffs and we need everyone. If we keep beating teams like this, it gives us confidence and we're going to be a dangerous team down the stretch here. That makes me want to run through a brick wall. I don't know about you. Absolutely. Tori Crew <laughs> got the third star of the game. How do you feel about Tori's play? I the assists are fine. I just he's I, come that's so what I'm close saying. to scoring. The so one many time times. that I don't manifest him scoring, he's gonna score. So I I mean, I'm going to the game on Monday, so if he can score a goal on Monday, that'd be great. I think you being there will just make it all happen. <laughs> oh my for god. Him. Please, I need to see this. My first time seeing him play in the in the blues uniform. Ugh. I mean, he's second on the team in assists, so he's still slinging the puck around the ice. And like, yeah, he looks amazing. And especially on the power play with everyone doing their thing now, I think it just makes everyone look better, right? And like connecting those passes, even when they don't score, which, by the way, hasn't happened in the last nine games. But even when they don't score, it still looks like their attack is menacing and they're creating a lot of chances that a month ago, two months ago, a year ago, two years ago. Uh, was just absolutely not even close to generating. And I think that's in a large part due to Vladimir Tarasenko being down low. Uh, Obviously, he did not play last game, had a lower body injury. But it's kind of a double-edged sword there because you want him in the lineup, but also at the same time, if he's not healthy, you want him to sit out. But him not being healthy, good that it's lower body because then it it means it's not his shoulder. So uh, hopefully he can get back. Hopefully it's just a day-to-day thing. Uh, Just needs a little bit more rest and get him ready for the playoffs because I feel like he's heating up at the right time as well. And utilizing him uh, in that aspect on the power play has kind of revitalized his play, but also the play of Mike Hoffman. Don't get me started about Mike Hoffman. I've been, (laughs) if anybody follows me on Twitter, they know me and Mike Hoffman. That's why uh, I'm bringing it up a bit early is one of, one of my L's we'll talk about the other one later. One of my L's right now is going to Craig Berube for not utilizing Mike Hoffman the way that he should have been for the entirety of the season so far. And he puts him on the first power play unit. Look what happens. I've been screaming it for months. And now he's got 16 goals, 32 points. That's what Craig Ruby gets a little L from me for that. But he fixed it. Mike Hoffman's being utilized the way he should. He's on that line with Cairo and Thomas and ew. Beautiful. Beautiful. That Kyrou Thomas Hoffman line. Oh my God. It felt like a first line scoring chances all night long. Uh, But you were talking about Craig Berube uh, and Craig Berube does have a Stanley Cup ring to his name, but there's no reason if you already have one ring that you can't go out and get another one. So because of that, this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Ring sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamond rings responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. 
Just search the words 10 by 10. That's on BlueNile.com. So if you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long. So find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. When we come back, we're going to get into a little bit of expansion talk with the Seattle Kraken, uh, making it solidified that they're joining the NHL today. And then we're going to finish it off with Leah's final L of the week. Don't go anywhere. All right, Leah. So the question that nobody wants to ask and the answer that nobody wants to hear, <laughs> what are we going to do when the expansion draft comes around and who, whose favorite player is the Seattle Kraken going to take? And why do you think they're going to take that player? This this is always so stressful. I hate expansion drafts. <laughs> I oh do too. Especially oh because God. Vegas doesn't even have to worry about it. Exactly, They're just sitting pretty. Exactly. Going on a Stanley Cup run and then just like, oh, you guys have to give up one of your players? That sucks. Good luck. <laughs> Seriously, like, watch us go on a cup run and then you don't have to take our players. Thanks, guys. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. But I, for the Blues, I feel like they might take Vince Dunn. There's a lot of questions uh, that need to be asked surrounding the expansion draft. I think if everything goes according to how people expect it to go, then Vince Dunn kind of seems like the consensus answer just because, I mean, he's got a very high upside and it's going to be difficult for the Blues to protect him because of guys like Colton Pareko, Justin Falk, Tory Krug, what have you. That being said, I think Vince Dunn would absolutely thrive on a brand new team, especially getting it. getting more playing time. Exactly. It's not, he's had his struggles this year, just like everybody else has, but he's been playing brilliant hockey up until the point where he got hurt again. So yeah, kind of like you said, and kind of like the Jake Allen situation, like if you're buried in like the depth chart, uh, but you know you're capable of playing more, he could very well be like a top pairing guy for the Kraken, depending on who else they take. That being said, there's a lot of curveballs that could come into play as well, right? Because I know for a while there, a lot of people were talking about exposing Tory Krug. Uh, because I understand it to some degree because he's getting paid kind of like a top pairing defenseman. And I don't really think he is like a number. He's not really a number one defenseman guy. And to some extent, neither really is Justin Falk. I think they're two really good defensemen that complement other defensemen well. But I don't think they can like carry an entire team's defensive core on their backs and they're kind of getting paid like that right now. So uh, I would understand if they left them unprotected, but I don't foresee that happening just because I really think the defense has turned a corner and uh, even giving a guy like Tory Krug time to kind of get his feet wet in the system like Justin Falk had last year, I think is crucial for his development over the course of this seven-year contract. But then you come to the question of Vladimir Tarasenko and the injuries and the shoulder and can he go back to form and why is he not scoring on the power play? Let's throw him in a net front presence. And I think the main question there that needs to be answered is, is this team going to move on from him in 2023 when Ryan O'Reilly's contract is up too? Or are they going to give him a contract and Ryan O'Reilly a contract? Because I think the answer to that question determines what you do in this expansion draft and really the rest of this season too. Because when you think about it, 
Vladimir Tarasenko coming back from his injury, getting back into the game. The team really hadn't been firing on all cylinders until lately, uh, right around the trade deadline. So I think to really assess his play, and we've talked about this on the pod before, but to really assess his play fairly, uh, you have to assess his play when the team as a whole is playing well. And I think they're getting to that point. So you got to almost give him like some leeway of, okay, well, let's see what he does when this team is playing good hockey. And if he continues to struggle and continues to not produce uh, for the rest of the season and through the playoffs, I think that will be possibly the deciding factor in what you do in the expansion draft regarding him. So I don't envy Doug Armstrong's situation, especially with that specific situation, but also the entire expansion draft as a whole is going to be a headache uh, for every team, but especially the teams that are competing and especially the teams uh, that aren't named Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I've, I saw I saw an article about Jake Allen possibly going to Seattle. That would be fun if he had that. That's he could he could be the starter, him. and that would be fun. He deserves that. He's yeah. I think his only competition really would be Braden Holtby. I think if you're going to protect somebody in Vancouver, it's probably going to be Demko. Yeah, because he's had the better season and he's younger. But at the I mean, at the same time, Jake Allen's been playing brilliant hockey this year. As a backup to Carey Price, so yeah, I've never seen anything negative coming from Montreal fans regarding Jake Allen. And Vancouver has had a very disappointing season, but they they've got a good a lot of good guys on their roster too. So I don't know, maybe Seattle goes a different route with their team and doesn't take their goalie as opposed to a team like Montreal, uh, where they're like, yeah, let's go ahead and take. They have Jake so Allen, much. So. Mo- they have what like ten million between the two goalies. Uh, yeah, something like that. It's wild. I don't know. Who else do you think? Who else do you think would be a solid pick for Seattle? I know Jaden Schwartz was getting talked about there for yeah, a while. Yeah, I just don't think you can do that. He's like I don't want to lose him. He's like the heart of the team, pretty much. Like I, you talk about like work ethic and a guy like giving a hundred percent every night. Like I don't think there's a single game that Jaden Schwartz takes off, and even if it's like uh, one of those droughts he has, because it feels like that happens often, and like obviously the injuries have happened too, but. At the end of the day, like the the presence he brings on the forecheck and the speed and in the locker room and all of those things combined, he's he's one of your core guys and your leaders, right? And like you can talk about like guys having the A and guys having the C and what that means to a team and stuff. And I think that means something entirely different to teams like teams across the league that don't have a leadership core, but because guys like Schwartz, Shen, Pareko have been here for so long. They make decisions as a unit instead of just relying on the people with the letters on their jersey uh, to make decisions for them. And I think Jaden Schwartz is a huge part of that. Yep, and them winning a cup together. They have that. Yep, exactly. They know, they know what they're doing. And that's another reason why like a lot of people want Vince Dunn to get taken in the expansion draft. I do not. because He also has that experience. Exactly. And there's a lot of young... And like, you can say what you want about Jake Wallman having a good year and like I'm all for that and like Mikola's size and like I'm all for that too. But at the end of the day, like these are very young guys in the league and with like Clem Costin coming up, I'm excited for that too. But he's a very young guy as well. So like I get people being excited about these young prospects and like the changing of the guard and like a transition from what this team once was into what this team will soon be. But at the same time, like Vince Dunn is what, 24 years old, already has a Stanley Cup to his name. Uh, analytics say he's one of the best defensemen for his age. Uh, obviously everyone has their struggles, but that resume alone is kind of hard to argue with. So keeping a guy like him on this team 
especially under like a cost-controlled contract, I think would be mutually beneficial for both of these teams as opposed to him going to a team like Seattle. But like I said, I think he'd do very well in Seattle. That being said, maybe you're not going to Seattle, but if you're going on a trip or something and you need a little bit more energy, uh, you got to pack a Built Bar to get you through airport security because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever and the new and improved Built Bar is even deliciouser because they have 18 amazing flavors and six new flavors including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, they're soft and easy to chew, and Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're great for a keto diet. And if you're talking about the cookies and cream bar, they have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. And if you go to BuiltBar.com right now, use the promo code LOCKED15, code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Leah, so... We've been talking about this podcast, the Blues' odds for the Stanley Cup, and how they weren't very good at the beginning of our whole entire conversation about it. Now they're probably creeping up there, so you might want to hop on the bandwagon now if you want to throw some money down. And the only place you got to throw some money down is betonline.ag because they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all of the action at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on, the Kentucky Derby is back, and the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. So get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC or MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to the Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit at betonline.ag when you use the promo code Locked On. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Leah. So we're coming around towards the end of the episode, rounding it out. We've talked about the game, the overtime thriller, Ryan O'Reilly, the impact he has on this team. We've talked about the impact that the Seattle expansion draft might have on this team. But who has made a negative impact on this team or elsewhere in the hockey world and gets your L of the week? No one, no one tagged them on Twitter for this, but my L of the week, and actually they're a big L of the month, goes to the Arizona Coyotes. Oh, baby. I can't (laughs) wait to hear about this. So their April is brutal they can only beat us obviously so sucks for them that we don't play them in that seven game series that we did earlier this no year kidding. they're zero and three this week aren't they about to be zero and four tonight against vegas yeah they have a game against vegas tonight they have lost nine out of 15 total games in the month of april yikes Meanwhile, the Blues are on a four-game win streak. Hell yeah. I mean, that basically decides your entire playoff race right there. (laughs) Exactly. That's enough to swing the whole thing. Unless we tank and they start winning, which 
I mean, it could happen because it's trend wise. It doesn't seem like trend wise. It does not seem. But you're you're right. You're 100 percent right. I think the Blues are sitting at I forgot. Money Puck said they're like a 95 percent chance to lock up the fourth spot in the West. So, yeah. And I just saw that uh, we could possibly clinch this coming Wednesday if we keep winning this coming Wednesday. Wow. That'll be dope. I can't wait to see it. The Blues play Monday as well, I think. We were talking a little bit before the podcast. David Backus might be coming to town. He might not be coming back to town. Uh, But it might be the last time that Blues fans have a chance to see him play hockey as he's been kind of contemplating and talking about retirement. So uh, for the the sentimental effect, I hope they dress him. But who's to say really what's going to happen there? Yeah. Wednesday, clinch. Man, I gotta get I gotta get the let it whip video. I gotta I gotta start game planning. I think I got the outfit already, but I need a yeah, I need a cast. I need a squad. But that's gonna be a lot of fun. So it's always a lot of fun with you guys here on the Locked On Blues podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter and Locker Room at Twelcher15. You can follow Leah on Twitter at LeahCK55. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on over platform you're currently listening on. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.